every Thursday at 3.30ish, we do six in a song, get a, a celebrity, a well-known person or identity, yeah. ask them sort of supposedly six questions. It normally turns into 600, but yeah. and then they choose one of their favourite songs and tell us why it's their favourite. Well, today, we're delighted our guest is Di Henwood, TV host and comedian. G'day, Di. Hi, Di. Oh, it is a pleasure to be on the radio with a um, Dancing with the Stars alumni and a future <laughs> Dancing with the Stars champion, no doubt. Yeah, sure, Di. You can just picture me <laughs> twinkling towing around the field. You and I know each other, mate. You know that the dancing not particularly my boat. Who knows? Who, can yeah. tell? Who knows? Yeah. Well, Di, it really is good to talk to you now. We'll, we'll come to the tour dates in a moment because seven days, uh, Di is the captain of a team of seven days, been doing it for, for a decade now. It's turning 10 this year, seven days. Yeah. And like any 10-year-old's birthday, there's going to be chaos, laughter, but junk food, <laughs> tears, the whole gamut. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. And Seven Days is going on its biggest tour ever, November, December, performing New Zealand's most successful ever comedy show live in theatres in 14 towns around the country. My uh, daughter and I have been to one of your shows, and I wasn't quite sure what to expect from the live show, but it's just brilliant. It's actually mm. brilliant. Do you prefer the live or the pre-recorded version of Seven Days, Die? Well, um, I it's it's a it's a hard choice. They're, they're two sort of different beasts. I love the I love the sort of the pace of of a lot of the um, TV show, mm. but live is sort of my roots. I came from stand up comedy, and um, there's something electric of just being in front of a uh, a live performance. And um, I mean, I grew up watching my father on stage live, and um, I just love the buzz of um, an audience seeing something that only they can see because this isn't filmed. So it means that the people that come along that night see a show that is tailored for each town. The producers yeah. uh, find little quirky stories from the area. And um, so so they're in for a one-off treat. It's not like in the in the age of streaming and, and so forth where you can just sort of watch whatever you want on demand. This is a one-night-only thing. Brilliant. Doyle, you come from a family that is absolutely Wellington Theatre, well, New Zealand Theatre royalty, actually. Yeah. But I, I, I just wondered yourself, mate, can you remember the first time you were on stage live in front of an audience? Strangely, I, um, I, I have images of this. I think I could have only been a three or four, and I was actually in an episode of Gliding On. Um, my father played um, played the Welsh immigrant Hugh on um, Gliding On. Which he was brilliant. He was yes, abs absolutely. Oh, yeah, it. great show. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I can ha have sort of images images of that. And I used to, I basically grew up in a um, in a theatre. And then I can remember when I was five years old making someone laugh at school, and I can't remember what I said or what I did, but I can remember the feeling and. Um, that I just went, this is amazing. And um, from then, I sort of I wedged myself into any school production I could get hold of, whether it was serious, whether it was funny. And even when it was serious, I, I sort of made it funny. So um, comedy, comedy was destined from a young age for me. Can you ever have a sad day? Yes, I mean... The thing is, I'm, I'm quite an intrinsically happy person, but I... Um, I I still have deep sadness. This this year has been quite a deeply sad year for me. My father passed away, and um, I'd sort of got, come out of the highs of Dancing with the Stars, and then unfortunately my wife got meningitis, and she oh. sort of was in hospital for a bit. Then my oh, father Lord. passed away, and oh man, it was you know how things sort of all yeah, happen at once. They and do. um, and yeah, there sort of is sadness, but even as though we found when we're sending Dad off that you can have so many happy moments in and amongst the sadness. 
And um, I, I think as sadness as with any emotion is sort of a, a healthy thing you have to lean into when it's there. Yeah, and the, the only reason I asked that question is Rob Lowe, the actor, he said it, it sounds really odd and you'll laugh when I say it, but he said it's very hard being so good looking because he said when you're so good looking and, you, and looks are the currency of the age, he said, you know, you can't have a bad day because everybody goes, well, you've got everything because you're handsome. And I guess what I was sort of meaning by that question, does everybody expects you to be funny. So it must be hard when you're not feeling funny, as you've said, a hard year. When you go somewhere, people say, tell us a joke, Di, or, you know, <laughs> let me tell you one. Can you sort of say, hey, guys, I'm just really not up for that today? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is even um, even I had I was I was at a funeral. Um, it wasn't my father's, and um, I was carrying carrying helping carrying the casket. And someone came up and tried to get a selfie <laughs> at the time. And they sort of they they're Jeez. so they're so in the moment of they just know me as a comic. They don't see the actual environment. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm if you ask my my family and my wife, I'm actually quite a quiet. Um, quiet chilled out guy yeah when i'm on stage my energy is quite frenetic <laughs> so i think people get the the juxtaposition and and you can see how uh, that's how people know you they know me from mm, family yeah. you dancing with the stars seven days where i'm just like sort of hyped up a little pocket rocket and so forth and i mean most people when they see you and you, you chat to them and I'm, I'm a very open open book with people you, you can have a sad day but that's sort of the nature of the business, I suppose, is without people meaning to, they sort of pigeonhole you a bit. Yeah, exactly. Di, have you ever done anything for a living apart from being a comedian or an actor? Well, um, I love to stick with the stereotypes of what actors do. I was a bar manager and a <laughs> yes. restaurant manager. And <laughs> yes. um, my favourite job, actually, was working in a fruit store. Um, like preparing preparing all the fruit for and veggies for sale, like chopping up the broccoli and so forth. We used to be at, out the back of this fruit store, me and a, me and another, another guy from yeah. completely different backgrounds, and we'd just stand over a bathtub chopping broccolis and talking rubbish. And that, that's actually a really fond memory. <laughs> this is going to sound bizarre, but my father-in-law owned a fruit store for 30 years, Fred Ming, Ming's Fruit Mart. Amazing. Oh, well, Lee, there you go. Good stock comes from fruit stores. <laughs> Shopping collars, you can't beat it. Or oh, broccoli, I mean, sorry. Yeah. So good. Our guest today for Six in the Song is TV host and comedian and just a top bloke, Di Henwood. Thank you again, Di, for joining us. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure being here. Pleasure having a chat. Di, a couple of years ago, I was uh, on Seven Days. I'm not bragging about that because it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. <laughs> like I'm, I'm... I could see why. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Di. It was, it was the thing that terrified me so most is the ex, is so much is the expectation to kind of be funny when you're on that show. Do you still do? You, do you still get swamped with nerves when you're about to perform? Hey, could I tell you what terrifies me is I was raised with really good manners and when we have guests on the show, that's my most scary part of the show because I get really nervous when people are rude to them. <laughs> oh, to <laughs> the so guests, yeah. To do, to do lines that may be a bit controversial or something. <laughs> and, and Paul Ego revels in it. He revels in making people oh. um, just as uncomfortable as they can by sort of he really pushes pushes the envelope but um no i still get i get terrified in a good way i think um a, a good friend michelle court um framed a good for me she said that um nerves and excitement are that same feeling in your tummy so now when i sort of get those real nerves i try and think of it just as hey i'm just excited yeah actually I yeah, they're the yeah. same emotion aren't they effectively yeah mm. exactly but yeah no i mean 
Hey, I think whenever I get um, too lackadaisical and I, I'm not and I'm not nervous to perform, then I need to look at things. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Hey, quick one from me. This will a great one to ask just for you off on the huge big uh, you know big live tour from Whangarei down here to Christchurch and everywhere. Uh, have you ever actually bombed in front of an audience? Um, back in the day, I definitely have. The, and and also, um, when you're in, like for instance, we do seven minutes stand up before um, before before the show yeah. before we do that seven days half. So yeah. we work up new material. So I've been out just going to small little comedy clubs trying out ideas. And some the feeling when you say a joke, you've been driving it in the car thinking you've got something here, and you get up and you say it, the silence after that feels like hours. Uh, the worst one recently, I just I, I had a line I thought was funny, I just chucked it out there. There was a pause, and this guy just goes, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> So the thing is, comedy is a very honest art form. Like you can, you can watch theatre, you can look at an art gallery, and you can go, yes, yes, wonderful, wonderful. Yes. But you can't fake no. laughing. So <laughs> if they're not laughing, you're not being funny. Di, I hate to do this to you, but that line that the bloke made the little comment is it a line you can use on the radio or not? Oh no, it's it's honestly it's one of those ones that has sort of fallen, just fallen by the wayside. The thing is. <laughs> I don't know what it is about my brain, but I, I remember his comment more than I remember my life. Fair play. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. And look, before we go to rapid-fire questions and then your song, who's your favourite comedian? My favourite comedian, it's sort of shifted. Of all time, the one that really influenced me was Robin Williams. Right. Um, I, I bought a VHS tape um, of him when I'd gone overseas with my family, when I would have been 12 or 13. Mm. And just the way he performed and his energy. And he did all these political gags, and I had no idea of the American politics he was talking about. But I was laughing my face off because his performance and the way he delivered the gags was so funny. Yeah. And um, even then, I loved so many of his movies. And, and every now and again, his best stand-up performance, I believe, is Live at the Met. And if anyone gets a chance to sort of look back on it, it it's really aged well. And, and you can see what an amazing performer he was. Indeed. So cool. Okay, Di, we've loved chatting with you. Now we're just going to rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind, just spit it out, and then we'll Absolutely. choose some. Okay, here we go. Uh, first question. Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, let's say four more inches so I was, um, didn't get mocked daily. Yeah, that's height you're talking about, isn't oh, it? height, yeah, sorry. Yeah, just checking. <laughs> sorry. Above 14. <laughs> anyway, moving along very quickly. <laughs> we all want that, Di. <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, Lord. Next question, please. Yeah, next question is, please, what is, what is your most treasured physical possession? At the moment, noise-cancelling headphones. I spend a lot of time in a van with, uh, with six other very loud people, and it's nice to just have a wee bit of serenity. What do you most value in your friends? Honesty. People I, who can tell me when I need to um, pull my head in or, or sort myself out. Right. Who is the living person you would most like to have the chance to meet? Um, Dalai Lama. Oh, Ooh, yes. What is the body part that you most admire on yourself? Body part? Yeah. yeah. Um, my grey beard. Is that a body part? A sort of. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, no, no, it's great. Grey beard will do us. What's your, what, what is your greatest fear? 
My greatest fear is heights. Well, bungee jumping. I can be on high things, but I can't jump off them. Roller coasters and bungee jumping. And finally, what has been to date your greatest extravagance? Extravagance? Yeah. Oh, that would be a tough one, actually. Um, probably computers that I don't need. I buy really expensive computers thinking I'm going to do some huge video editing like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I end up just watching YouTube and looking at a few old photos. There you go. Oh, mate, you're a gem. And before you go, Di, can you tell us what song you've chosen, please, and why? I chose Come a Little Bit Closer by Trini Lopez. It actually is a 1964 song that was written by Jay and the Americans. And um, I've, I've really been getting into a sort of bit of um, Mexican-American rock and roll. And I love songs with a story. And this one has an, a, a wonderful story. And um, it just got my head bopping a, a couple of months ago. And I, I've, I've played it every day since. You're well, a legend, mate. This is Nobody's ever asked a song. I loved the song when I was a kid. That's how old I am. I'll shut up oh, now so we can hear it. Di, thanks so much, mate. Really appreciate your time. Wonderful talking to you. Thanks. In other side of the border She was sitting there giving me looks that made my mouth water So I started walking her way She belonged to that me Jose And I knew as I knew I should leave when I heard her say A little bit closer you might come to man So big and so strong We started to dance and my arms she felt so inviting And I couldn't resist just the one little kiss so exciting Then I heard the guitar player say